0: Welcome into an all new edition of the Tailgate Podcast, live from the back room of Taps on Main on the Kin City Podcast Network. Hoo-ah! Uh, I'm joined by Duncan this week, special edition show. Not special because Ty's. Well, yes, special because <laughs> Ty's not <laughs> here. Yes. But also because it is the day that, that little potato. that potato is coming out of the oven. Oh yeah. Ty and Don are at the hospital right now and they are going to induce labor so by the time everybody sees us this shouldn't be news for friends and family anymore uh but yeah so we have that exciting Mm -hmm. tailgate baby coming archie uh yeah just want to send yeah baby james send so send a shout out to ty and because they're gonna be awesome parents um little archie You're you're
1: gonna have a lot of fun kiddo
0: yes that kid is going to be spoiled. To, I was
1: say, not to mention all the aunts and uncles that are, you know, yeah. not blood-related, not yep. family, but our family.
0: There's a lot of them. When you're in this industry, in this city, there is a lot of people that are going to spoil that kid, including yep. us. Yes, us. very much so. I
1: already um, threatened to buy him a Blackhawks onesie yesterday. <laughs> that's going to get burned. He actually said, Ty said Don would be the one to uh, <laughs> that would put the Knicks on that first. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. not fan
0: of Chicago. As if you know Ty, he will drop the shit-cago anytime he talks about Chicago sports
1: teams. Yeah, he's he's good at that. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's but let's get into some sports. That's uh, what we're here to do. Yes, it is. Uh... So a player, there, caused a lot of discourse yesterday. The player didn't cause the discourse. Uh, fans over <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so Julian Edelman, longtime Patriot, uh,
1: Kent State Golden Flash. Golden
0: Flash. Yes. Uh, actually, came into the league as a quarterback. Finished with a career perfect passer rating. Mm-hmm. So the debate is: Is he a Hall of Famer? And Duncan and I are both kind of on the same page with this. Uh, I don't really even know who started the debate online, but it was so annoying on Twitter because it was going on all day yesterday. And it's not just uh, online either. They're talking about it on and yeah, They're talking of about it all over the place. Yeah, it spilled over into all forms of uh, sports media and social media. But uh, the people making the case that Julian Edelman should be a Hall of Famer. And why do i think this is annoying because any person outside of new england will tell you absolutely not and honestly most new england fans will probably tell you absolutely not
1: any of them in their right mind which i don't imagine is a large population of uh, fans, <laughs> but, you know, i'm a hater and i'm he not a it. he so. is
0: a hater but as we said, it created this discourse of people uh, debating his Hall of Fame resume, and uh, the one case that you can make is his postseason numbers. Which, sure, like he—I think he's like second in a lot of categories, actually. Like he is. in yards and receptions, I'm pretty sure he's second, not touchdowns. Um, but in every other case of debating the Hall of Fame regular season numbers obviously have to matter. You have to show up all the time.
1: Yes, and this is not something where it is like in regards to baseball, and obviously there's apples and oranges, but in regards to baseball where Madison Baumgartner will be a Hall of Famer because of his his postseason prowess. Mm -hmm. His postseason prowess is like historically dominant, not just historically great. Right. Because of what he did in winning three World Series for the Giants Mm -hmm. and uh, almost single-handedly winning that 14 World Series against (laughs) –
0: the royals. the royals
1: uh we ran into a buzzsaw let's be honest but <laughs> it, for edelman he is historically great in the postseason mm-hmm. but he's also had more of a volume a higher volume of games played than yeah. most any receiver has that would be correct in in his his tier for uh playoff stats and then again the regular season just isn't there and it's not like again he wasn't dominant in any of these postseasons
0: no he was he was a very good piece had elite moments as i said in our group chat yesterday but overall a solid role player and i'm sorry solid role players do not tell the game of base or tell the game of baseball uh of football uh the way the superstar hall of fame players do i'm sorry it's a different like and you actually put it best in how john madden breaks it down i don't want to. You can no get into this is that something because
1: I just recently on an episode of Tapped In wished a happy birthday this past weekend to John Madden and mm-hmm. uh, you know went into some of the more impressive contributions that he's given to the game besides just being the name on a video game for sure. Which it, again, it's not like he did anything to be that. But anyway, that's that's another that's neither here nor there. But he said that he had a criterion for hall hall of fame worthiness and that's Mm -hmm. not just in sports that's essentially in anything you do to be considered an all-time great and that is if a book were written on the history of that whatever you do Mm -hmm. and in this case football can the story can the book be written without your name being mentioned and for julian edelman the answer is yes would he would he be mentioned in the in the brady about i'm sorry the the brady in the book of brady in the book of brady in the tom brady (laughs) chapter absolutely he would be mentioned as the guy who made the miracle catch yeah but would he be mentioned outside of that he would only be mentioned because of the guy who made that catch yeah and for anybody who wants to then say well in that case yes he would be mentioned that means he is hall of fame worthy is david tyree hall of fame worthy no is Antonio Holmes Hall of Fame worthy? No. Is Mario Manningham Hall of Fame worthy? No. Is Plexico Burris Hall of Fame worthy? No. I mean, Burris didn't have a great catch, but I mean, he had...
0: He had a solid career. He honestly, of he the players the that you mentioned, he has the best resume for a Hall of Fame. the best resume. But still not a Hall of Famer.
1: He's still, I mean, no. He's 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 not going to make it by a long shot.
0: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> or a short shot into your leg, and a nightclub in New York City. You
1: can put that one in your pocket. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: uh, t- it's like ties didn't even leave. <laughs> it's like he's still here. <laughs> You're welcome, sorry. Uh, I did that for you. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's I I brought it up to you earlier, and we we talked about it briefly at lunch, and. I was like, you know, I don't even really like to debate it because, like, no honest sports fan really thinks that Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer. Uh, If Heinz Ward, who had almost double their receiving yards, uh, way, way more touchdowns. I don't even want to say double or whatever because I'm not sure where he stands in that, but way more touchdowns still than Edelman and won one fewer title. uh, Then if he isn't getting in, yet, at least yet, which you can, you, you can make that he, has, a, he has 12, 000,
1: argument that. he has 12,000. 12,000.
0: It's really hard for receivers. There's there's some insanely it good is. receivers.
1: Guys like Isaac Bruce and Chris Carter struggled to get in. Mm-hmm. And Chris Carter was the Drew second Drew Pearson one.
0: just got in after yeah. being retired for 35 for 30 years.
1: years. It took Carter, I don't know, five, six years to get in, <laughs> even though when he retired, he had the second most receiving yards mm-hmm. in NFL history.
0: T.O., who is widely considered a top three for a lot of his career, Took him multiple ballots to get in when he should have
1: yeah.
0: easily been a first ballot. Yeah. He had to eat um, a
1: lot of popcorn waiting for that to happen. Get your popcorn ready. It's fire today. <laughs> yeah, you are.
0: <laughs> but it's it's just a disingenuous debate, and I honestly like what I mentioned. Duncan, the the people that debated against it were almost worse than the people debating for it because you're making a case that you know absolutely ninety nine point nine percent is 100% true just to make that debate. Yeah. Go away, phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that just bu- bugged me. I'm like, you okay, Like, you don't have to like drag down like the career of a player just to make a debate that he's not a Hall of Famer when he probably knows he's not a Hall of Famer.
1: No, and one of the points that I had made is, is he a Patriot Ring of Honor guy? Yeah. Is he a Kent State Hall of Famer? Yeah. Absolutely. He's got a career... That this guy can rest on his laurels, absolutely. There is a lot for him to hang his yeah. hat on. He's had a hell of a career. And mm-hmm. again, there's nothing wrong with not making the Hall of Fame. Yes. Like, there's so many great You're gonna be very, very good. that are never going to end up in the Hall of Fame. And yet, their names probably would be mentioned mm-hmm. with the history of the, the NFL or the history of any of these sports. That there's great players, but there's a reason that it's called the Hall of Fame. It's, it's not the Hall of special. Very Good something special it's something yeah. like you you have to be truly elite you have to be truly transcendent mm-hmm. to a certain extent yeah.
0: yeah and that's where like i was also for a long time one of the people that was against uh, jerome bettis getting in okay and that was because just the numbers weren't there i don't believe in just longevity being like your case mm-hmm. uh so, like, it's, it's kind of the opposite end of that where I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, Jerome had his great moments, but he didn't hardly make any Pro Bowls. He never was the best running back in the league, never was overly dominant, really. Yeah. And it's the Football Hall of Fame is weird in that regard, because if it maybe wasn't for winning that title in his hometown to close out his career, does he get in? I don't know like he had that moment and like and it was a historic moment in his hometown winning a super bowl title in detroit and that's, then, like
1: that's the epitome of being able to ride off into the sunset
0: exactly yeah. and like and that's where it's just like okay this guy got in because he was probably just respected by the media and the people who voted but like edelman it's not that he isn't he is very much respected by those people but it's like okay but he didn't have the long
1: and longevity, he like he, And having said that, too, like the respect of, of the community, we are talking about a guy that also does have a PED suspension sure. on his resume. And whether whatever you think of that or not, the reality is that certain people will dock him for that. For sure. For a guy who already has a less than stellar resume when it comes to Hall of Fame worthiness, that's gonna yeah that could it would be, be held a against him. Blow for a lot of people's minds who yeah. otherwise might have been in his corner.
0: Right. Absolutely true. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because I was just blowing up yesterday uh, with him announcing his retirement after. It,
1: I will give him credit, though, is because he failed the physical and a lot of people immediately connected the dots that he's going to Tampa Bay. I thought
0: this like, – I literally I had thought said that. that.
1: When he was, I had said that during this last season. I said, well, when Edelman's a free agent next year, he's got Buccaneer written all over him. How much would right. Tom Brady love to have him – <laughs> I mean, he, and he, Tom Brady talks up Scotty Miller, but are you gonna really tell me he wouldn't prefer to have. Oh, to he go? he wants
0: the guy I played 11 years with. Yeah, her. Uh, he really wouldn't got Gronk. Exactly, and
1: uh, he, he retired, but yeah. retired as uh, as a Patriot. I, as much as I hate the Patriots, mm-hmm. I respect it. Mm-hmm. I respect want to be a lifer.
0: Yeah. Uh, to that point, <laughs> right before the show, uh, I did see that they asked Gronk about. Edelman retiring and if he believes that he's staying retired and he said no I think there's about a 69% chance that he comes back at some point so obviously he's feeding into the yeah we want uh, him Gronk here in coming. Tampa Gronk, Yeah,
1: Gronk Gronk's just having fun, fun
0: yeah and I, I respect it like Gronk's have fun with the Gronk. media he's gonna Gronk, Gronk, Gronk is Gronk. gonna Gronk he's gotta throw out his, his 69 and he's gotta <laughs> go play with strippers <laughs> yeah exactly it's childish humor. Not that we're above that at all. No. Not we're like not. as <laughs> 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 we're very much not. But it
1: is very much childish it's... humor. And, I mean, I've, got, I've mentioned <laughs> Ponch numerous times on this show, and he's got two nephews, 12 and 13 years old, and they, you just mentioned that number, and they start laughing their asses off, and they, they just think that they're the funniest things in the world.
0: I'm not going to lie. Every time it comes up as a score in, like, a basketball game, I I do got to go like, oh, we got a nice. and Well, a, and it's not like it's not it
1: precedent in the NFL. You look at Jared yeah. Allen had a no, had that number. Is Jared Allen is that kind of dude. So,
0: Jared Allen's awesome. He literally rode off into the sunset on a horse when he announced his retirement, which is incredible.
1: Jared Allen <laughs> <down> that jacket. <laughs> 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 yeah, he was awesome.
0: Because he left the Chiefs. Did he? No, no, that's, they traded him. They, traded they him. That's what I thought. I was like, he, he, he got traded. He wanted
1: out, but they traded right. him. And it was pretty <laughs>
0: For sure. Um, Another discourse that we've talked about extensively because of our obsession with the the draft process that none of us really want to believe, but the more that it gets brought up by legitimate sources, it's hard to ignore the Mac Jones at number three debate that has been going on with the 49ers. I just... I like Mac Jones. It's a cool story. He's stuck it out. Got to win another uh, dominant national championship for Alabama.
1: Do you know who he's not, though? Who is he not? He's not Joe Burrow.
0: He's not Joe Burrow.
1: He's not Joe Burrow. He is not the guy that had this great season and elevated himself up into the best quarterback in the draft class.
0: No, because at minimum we're talking about two quarterbacks ahead of him. Joe Burrow.
1: True, but still, if you're being taken number three, and there are other drafts where that would be the top quarterback taken, Mm -hmm. such as one person he is being compared to a lot, and that was Matt Ryan in 2008, Mm -hmm. taken third overall by Atlanta. And that's a name that's being thrown a lot around in the comparisons for him. Yeah. Which I think are a bit of a stretch.
0: He is white and tall, and that guy's white and tall. They're the same guy. No. I'm sorry. No.
1: They're just he's no. I don't know what <laughs> Mac Jones is, and he didn't look good on his pro day. And just missing the mark. That's one of the things that they say on him is he's accurate. And then he's missing like Mel Kuyper even came out with his with his analysis uh today and he said, Yeah, he's he's incredibly accurate. And yet he was missing mark he was missing the mark up and down, and maybe mm-hmm. because he was trying to throw you know, trying to throw it. You know, it will be the first guy to throw it a hundred plus yards or something. But
0: well, we all know that he doesn't have that kind of arm no, strength. No, Patrick uh, Holmes
1: doesn't have that kind. Of, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> wait till he gets some practice. I'm sure he's getting practice changing diapers right now. So he's probably building up those. Honestly, that upper body strength. And
0: only two. The only two quarterbacks in this class that I think have. That type of freakish arm strength—not not that they can throw 100 yards, uh, but to be the guys to do that, or the guys is the guy that's taken right before him. Yep, Zach Wilson. If if the if that's how it goes, and the, the guy the top,
1: taken likely right after him. I'm assuming. Who
0: should be taken three? Yeah, yeah and same. Justin Fields.
1: I was going to even say Trey Lance.
0: Fields has an insane. Yeah, but Fields you're right. Does, yeah, Lance, Lance has do. a crazy arm too. But yeah, and, I, it,
1: and it blows it blows my mind that. You have, you were at 12, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you – yes, I, I can tell you because you know mm-hmm. how many mock drafts we've seen.
0: That he was Matt going Jones like 15. Quarterback. Yeah, 15. And, and yeah, sorry, there, there was talk level. of
1: him yeah, of so slipping to New England at 15. Mm-hmm. New England would be like, ha, 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 ha. Even some mock drafts of him slipping to Washington at 19. Mm-hmm. And Washington would be head over well, heels if that happened.
0: All you have to do is look at the teams after three. And honestly, at the time, not even that, because – they didn't even have three at that point. So yeah. you just have to look at the teams right after who would likely take fields and Lance in the mm-hmm. top is there was literally no talk of Mac Jones going before five, being the fifth quarterback. Sorry. Uh, so you look at like, if you assume that a team's taking fields, if he, if he falls there, if you assume a team takes Lance, if he falls there after that, you start getting into a lot of teams that have their quarterback. Yep. You have a stretch of like Dallas, Den- well Denver would probably take one right before Dallas, and then you. Denver like-
1: seems committed to to lock at this point, which of course you would at this point, that, yeah. You would have thought that there was talk of that, that being the same case with New York and Darnold, mm-hmm. but Denver, unlike New York, didn't have the prospect of Zach Wilson. Correct. That was literally within reach. Absolutely. So, but yeah, there was there was a potential for a free fall mm-hmm. for whoever that fifth quarterback was. And it seemingly was going to be Mac Jones. And then San Francisco had picking at 12. And yet they felt the need to, to throw two more first-rounders mm-hmm. in addition to swapping up from 12 to three. Well, to Miami. And like I said, you
0: have Dallas, then New York at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have them. So, like, who in this group, other than maybe Denver at nine, is taking Mac Jones before they would have actually been picking like there's no point in them moving up.
1: And now if now you're you're mortgaging part of the future mm-hmm. seemingly for Mac Jones. And yes, this is a team that was just in the Super Bowl a year ago. But they also they also the left tackle and yes, I wish the he's Chiefs old. could have gotten him, but he's 33. Exactly, he's I mean, old. mean, this is one thing is I almost wonder if the Chiefs maybe dodged a bullet by by Williams signing. Yes. Uh, with, You're
0: like, going to have probably two to three dominant season. years, and then probably a bad contract at the end of his career. Yeah,
1: I mean, yes, sometimes guys can can buck that trend, like an Andrew Whitworth. Uh, Jonathan Ogden
0: was dominant until his last day. Jonathan Ogden, day. Yeah.
1: Bruce Matthews. Yeah. Uh, if you if you really want to kick it back for a minute, but uh, arguably the greatest offensive lineman that ever played the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's tough to say that they are going to be able to give mac jones protection or and or the weapons i mean i love brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. i like debo samuel a I lot do. but i it's just <clears throat> man you're you're really mortgaging in the future and it's like you're you sure you want to do that for mac
0: jones that's why it's so hard to believe like you look at the quarterbacks that <clears throat> yes shanahan has had a lot of success with Overall, like, he, I mean, Matt Ryan winning an MVP with him. He took Jimmy Garoppolo to a Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins had some of the best years of his career with him. Yep. But you look at the shortfalls of those quarterbacks in the big moments and when it mattered, and you go, do you really want to do that again when the league is going in such a different direction at quarterback with the, the Pat Mahomes and the Lamar Jacksons and Josh Allens and mm-hmm. Dak Prescott's of the world? Like, they're very different than that type of quarterback. And even look at four of the top five quarterbacks in this class yes. are that type of quarterback.
1: My God, you couldn't be more more succinct in that in, in that statement right there because that is something that Kyle Shanahan should know at this point mm-hmm. in his career after coming this close so many times mm-hmm. and falling short is that – good can only get you so far at the quarterback position yep. you need somebody truly great and yet he is he traded up and that's when it's like he's going to go get his guy he's mm-hmm. going to go get somebody great potentially and then you're going to take the one who seems like the most average quarterback in this class right. and who, who knows we haven't seen him take a single snap in the nfl yet maybe matt sure. jones shocks the world shocks us and goes out there and absolutely balls out and is every bit the third overall pick. And we're like, we're even looking back five oh. years from now. is like, man, how the hell did anybody take Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson ahead of that guy? Right. But the odds of that Probably happening at this point in time, I don't, seem man, I don't see anybody even drunk off their ass and stoned out of their mind in Vegas taking yeah. that bet.
0: I mean, when you look at just like Justin Fields in general,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: <laughs> it's so... I don't know if you followed any of uh, JTO Sullivan is actually a former quarterback who's been very much in on the discourse with the fields and Mac Jones stuff. And he was like, you know, there is a level of maybe unintentional racism that goes into evaluating quarterbacks. He's like, when you look at Justin Fields career, and if you actually watch the tape, why is he being judged so much on two total bad games in his career? When other guys, like, and I love Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson had an entire bad season. Yeah. Like, Trevor Lawrence had an entire, like, four-game stretch at the beginning of the year. He won the title where he wasn't playing that well. Mm-hmm. Like, Justin Fields had a bad game against Northwestern, and then one other bad game uh, against Bama. Actually, not even that bad of a game against Bama, wow. like, he like given the talent differential. Uh <laughs> He actually played pretty well, but like and
1: how beat up. Like he, he took, he was still clearly hurting from that shot he taken the week before.
0: Absolutely, uh, and by the by, the numbers stuff that I sent you guys the last few weeks about like how he is one of the best quarterbacks at going past his first read, and he actually throws for an Ohio State quarterback, and just overall in general, you can't lump him in with Haskins and J.T. Barrett and guys like that because those guys threw a lot of screens, didn't throw the ball downfield. He threw the downfield a lot and didn't throw a lot of the easy screens mm-hmm. that that offense usually runs. Like by the numbers, if you most years he'd be one overall. Yeah, it's just an insane right. year for quarterbacks. And
1: well, and you also look at Mac Jones is throwing Devontae Smith, Jalen mm-hmm. Wilson. Uh, I'm sorry, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Wilson, Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. uh, and even that last year when he spent a good portion of the year when when Tua was hurt. In the 19 season, he's also getting a throw to Henry Ruggs III and Jerry mm-hmm. Judy. Uh, and even John Mechie. Mechie, thank you. Yeah. Uh, he's throwing to five-star world-class first-round pick receivers. And one of the best receiving backs that they've had in a while. The like, guy who's probably also going to go in yeah, the first Nadia round. Harris. I mean, I, I saw in the most recent uh, Kuiper mock him going to Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh, my God, he would be way beyond Bell 2.0 in mm-hmm. that offense. And Miami
0: really wants him too.
1: It's, it, he's. It's funny now that I see it. Now that I think about it, it's like yeah, he is very much of a Le'Veon Bell type player. He doesn't not the hesitation, but he's also faster than Le'Veon Bell was. Yeah. But I, it's I see. I just see like Chris Olave was the top talent that it was
0: very good. But, oh, he was
1: a very good receiver. Won't be a first round pick. Nope. Probably should be a second-round pick. He might slip to the his, third.
0: His speed will get him drafted higher than him. Yes. he should be.
1: but no real outstanding position talent at mm-hmm. Ohio State. Yeah, some top recruits, but nobody that transformed themselves into first-round picks Nope. by any means. And, that, I mean, that's at running back too. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, that's something is where you've seen glimpses of greatness from Justin Fields. Yep. You've seen glimpses of greatness from Zach Wilson. You've seen yep. glimpses of greatness from Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Lance, there's not enough out there on, but he is. But when you get the context of like
0: 50 touchdowns to no picks,
1: Mm -hmm. that's That's and tremendous upside. And again, I just man, I I feel like this could be the thing that leads to Kyle Shanahan's ouster in San Francisco. Yeah. Not immediately. Probably not for another three years. Maybe four. But if, ultimately, being a guy if, who—if that's the way they go—within five years of being taking them to a Super Bowl, no longer being with that franchise.
0: I will mention uh, that. So, Ohio State and. Uh, uh, North Dakota State and a few other schools, a lot of schools actually have done it this year, they just didn't space them out as much, are doing a second pro day. I have seen that. And Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. is attending both North Dakota State and Ohio State. Oh, okay. So they are okay. taking the process clearly more seriously and like are evaluating I don't think it's a done deal. If if they're leaning Mac Jones, that's one thing. Because like, they're portraying, a lot of the media is portraying it as it, that's who they're going. They're, they're going Mac Jones, it's no one else. It's just like If they've made up their mind that's insane but i will give credit where credits due. they are it's out there that they are yes they are going to look at those other two quarterbacks because obviously they don't feel like the other two above them will and obviously that's what they should be doing absolutely and
1: and again i i think it's just yeah as we're seeing there's a lot more fuel being fed to this fire Mm -hmm. of jones going going three and I think I'm, I, like, you, me, and Ty all just have that same that same mindset. It's just, like, you can't really have just done that, right? Where's are where, trade-up to go get him. Where so is he
0: special? Right? we we'll see. Don't see it.
1: We're still, today is April 13th, so we're a little over two weeks away. Mm-hmm. From the first round, so we'll we'll see. I mean it's the fourteenth because this comes out <laughs> on Wednesday, April fourteenth. Oh,
0: no, let's break the fourth wall. Yeah, no, we, time re-
1: <laughs> travelers.
0: we record this on Tuesdays. So.
1: We record it on Tuesdays, folks. That's why yeah, Ty... <laughs> For anybody who watches this and didn't know that Ty and Don are having the baby, it happens on Tuesday the thirteenth. Not well, actually, we don't know that. God, if I just jinxed and she's having a long labor,
0: yeah, she could be. It's documented and it's <laughs> on me now. What if, I like, might have done it. <laughs> what if it comes to, like they're still in labor tomorrow when this when this drops? And we'll be like, sorry, guys. She just, <laughs> it. she just
1: happened to somebody who's like, look at what your husband's friends put up on on, the, on his podcast <laughs> on the internet. Duncan.
0: Yeah. Don't want um, to be. I was dead at the time. Don't want to be on the wrong side of dawn.
1: I'll just pull like an Eddie Izzard. What? What? I was dead at the time. I
0: was dead. Yeah. Don't so yeah, uh, that's gonna be one for uh, all of us to debate for a few weeks because uh, the draft show is coming up Man. and. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah.
1: We got the mega well, powers. Gracie, the, the mega man. powers coming together, brother. Let me Ooh. tell you something, brother. Oh, yeah. We're going to bring the Slim Jims. We're going to be biting into them, snapping <laughs> into them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was yeah for Gracie.
0: That, was, that was all for Gracie. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the draft game coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, raising money for 87 and running. Yeah. Uh, Pat, uh, Travis Pat, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. I almost said Patrick Big Kelsey. Old Trav. Big Trav. Big uh, We are raising money for his charity um, and one other. I um, don't know if they. We made don't
1: it. know. Yeah, we don't. It's know. Reached out and was asking some questions, so I imagine there will be some updates coming from them on the spoken and via their their uh, social media channels. So sure. we'll be looking out for for that.
0: Yeah, uh, but we're really excited about it. Um, and
1: Midwest Mikes yes Midwest Mikes getting involved love, love can't wait to get to work with Gary and Austin as well yeah
0: they're awesome guys uh, Gary another Iowa guy so we have that little connection and going Cowboys and Cowboys yeah Iowa and Cowboys that's I always forget that he's a Cowboys fan too mm-hmm. but yeah um, suddenly
1: outnumbered as a you no know. that's the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe outnumbered as a K-State fan <laughs> <laughs> that's fair
0: um <clears throat> But yeah, look out for that. It's going to be a really fun night. Um, we're all really looking forward to it. But It's going to be a blast. That's going to provide some discourse for that because it's going to create it. Whoever has odds, as far yes. as numbers go, that creates a little debate
1: there. Yep. Um, One more piece of discourse, too, while we're at it, and while we're still talking about our discourses with things related to the NFL, man, I'm kind of pissed off about this schedule situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the 17-game schedule was made official a couple weeks ago, and you, you along with a lot of people, and myself included, are upset that there isn't a extra bye week added in for players. Uh, I am also upset about that, but the the point that I've made to Duncan along the way is if the players want to complain about this stuff, then they need to – work harder to get that stuff approved by their own representatives. Talk like, to your
1: reps. Yeah, your
0: player reps. Like, they have to fight for that stuff or else, I'm sorry it's falling on deaf ears. Because, okay, if it's that big of a deal,
1: this, fight This for isn't it. like something where when you have an issue with something going on in, in your city or in your state and mm-hmm. you say, well, write your senator, write your representative. No. No, this is something where literally they could... Go to a teammate. locker room, or shoot a text message, <laughs> right. a phone call to the player representative on their team to the NFL Players Association. Not a hard thing to do. Or just photos. So Alvin people. Kamara coming out and other players coming out and making their complaints on social media. You know exactly who you needed to talk to, and you know exactly who to blame. And that's... Demar Smith. Something I touched on in on, on that, on an episode of Tapped In, I believe the first episode, and that was my bone to pick, it was, it is how... The NFL is doing uh, – it's, it's how the NFL is doing the players. And that is – that's so much on De- Demoris Smith and their reliance mm-hmm. upon him. And he has not become the knight in shining armor that they thought he was going to be. No. And, you know, a guy who's going to fight for the players and stick it to Roger Goodell and the owners. Mm-hmm. He's, we're, we're still in a similar boat. It's not much better than it was a decade ago. Yeah, when the players were damn near ready to, th- there was a lockout for a minute.
0: I would like to point out that that lockout happened during Demoris Smith's first time ever negotiating a collective bargaining agreement. Truth. Uh, so yeah,
1: they're... and now the players still don't have, still don't have fifty percent. Yep. Still don't have guaranteed contracts. Yep. And still don't. And I'm
0: sorry, Brandon Marshall, you are wrong. Most, if not all, well. It's definitely not all, but most of the NBA does have guaranteed contracts. He fought Do your research. so hard against Chad Do Johnson on that and the, their little show. I don't know what that's called.
1: Do your homework.
0: Exactly. Um, he came off stupid.
1: But, well, but uh, it's uh, there should be a lot more progress for in the player empowerment era for a group of players that should have the clout that football players do for sure make more money for your owners for for the owners of the teams risking cte for your yeah the health risks are so Mm -hmm. much more how many how many times have we seen videos pictures of nfl veterans mangled hands can't Mm -hmm. can't tie their can't can't use their hands to tie their shoes also can't bend over to tie their shoes Mm -hmm. and have struggled to get out of bed and yes modern medicine is making things better and safer player practices. And that has been – that's definitely what the NFL is hanging their hat on, saying, hey, look how much safer the game is than it was. But, but they then lose. you come in and say the game is safer, but we want you to play one more game with getting, getting an extra bye week. And I remember, and I don't think I'm mistaken, and that was part of the conversation – Was that, okay, it'll be a 17th game, but you'll get the second bye week.
0: That wasn't a part of the initial talks, yeah.
1: And now,
0: not not only is that not
1: the case, and it's not like they couldn't have done it either because – If anything, you would have thought that their hang up would be like, oh, we can't move the Super Bowl away from the first weekend of February. No, that's exactly what they did. They moved it to the second weekend of February.
0: Well, and with them shortening the preseason, there's more weeks open to them moving the schedule back.
1: But no, instead, the season (laughs) will still start on September 9th.
0: And and on top of it, it could go, go literally back to its original start time for the preseason. You could have two weeks of preseason. Hard. You start the season, like. Because there's two extra weeks. So mm-hmm. you add a game, but what are you doing with the extra week? should be a bye week. But the NFL's stupid.
1: How many times have we said uh, that?
0: We're so stupid. Be um, better,
1: NFL. Be better, owners. Be better, Roger Goodell. Well, that's never going
0: to happen. That's never going to happen. But, be, uh, be better, Demoris Smith.
1: Seriously. do Fight do for these right, players, I, man. I don't know how much money you make. I don't know how much Goodell makes because obviously much. it's disclosed. Too much. Yeah, he makes more than damn near any player does outside yep. of like Patrick Mahomes. And I think Dak Prescott at this point. Yeah, Good for you, buddy. Dak. Hey, man. How's, oh, man. See, high, that was... Highest paid quarterbacks. I'm talking Patrick. <laughs> he's talking Dak. We're all love excited. It. That was a money high five. That was. We uh, love uh, our quarterbacks. The mega powers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love uh, our quarterbacks for sure. And that's the other silly thing is you, you showed us, going back to the draft a minute, you said Ty and I... This thing that you found on the internet of those oh, quarterback God. comparisons, it's the worst. <laughs> so bad. It was like I thought it was a joke. That happened. It's a <laughs> Zach, joke, right? I
0: don't think so. Is they had Zach Wilson compared to uh, Alex, Alex Smith. Smith, which the arm strength.
1: Oh, I love Alex Smith. Yeah, but I love that dude. But you can't. Alex wa- Smith doesn't have an arm. With <laughs> no, Zach Wilson. You
0: can't watch it's, Zach Wilson and be like, "Yeah, Alex Smith can is make that throw." Because they tall,
1: skinny, white dudes from Utah schools. Is well, that what this is?
0: Zach I don't feel like Zach Wilson's even that tall, isn't he like six, six, foot? Two, fair six enough. is he but six he's two? Skinny, okay so he looks yeah.
1: maybe six three but I mean Alex you know is six four and two hundred and ten yeah. pounds and I think Zach Wilson's probably two hundred and ten pounds sure uh, but and then it was what Justin Fields was compared to uh David Garrard.
0: yes, yeah, and then. How many of you have actually heard of David Garrard? <laughs> Mac Jones was compared to Dak Prescott, which is hilarious. That was hilarious. it. Mac Jones to Dak. That's what brought this up. <laughs> Mac hilarious. Jones was compared to Dak
1: Prescott. Oh. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was compared to Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And um, Trey Lance. No, it was Trey Lance to David Garrard. Justin Fields was compared to Colin Kaepernick.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yep.
1: To Kaepernick.
0: That's the, yeah, the worst. And then I just... the only one that was fairly accurate was Trask to Schaub. <laughs> I could see if Kyle Trask like latches on with the team, and they're like, "Yeah, let's go for it." But that's he can throw a lot of pick sixes. He also <laughs> had some
1: really good years. No, in Houston for sure. When he was throwing Andre Johnson,
0: for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was terrible. I was like, I found it, guys. I found the worst <laughs> quarterback <laughs> comparison ever. All, all of them. <laughs> oh,
1: and I saw. Yeah. That. I think I woke up and saw that, and was like, oh.
0: It's so bad.
1: There's, man, that's, this indigestion isn't from what I ate last night. It's, it's from what I just saw.
0: <laughs> some Cowboys draft scouts that I follow were just lighting into that list. And, like, every single one that I follow at some point made a comment like, what? does this guy have eyes? Like, what,
1: is, because, what? what? Because I have agreed with one prospect being compared to Dak Prescott, and that is Justin, Justin Fields. Field, so. And I've told you that before. Mm-hmm. I think at best – Justin Fields would be slightly better than Dak Prescott.
0: His athleticism is better than Dak's. His, I will admit that 100. Yeah. If his if he becomes a more athletic Dak Prescott by the numbers, that's a damn success but at where I, he's drafted.
1: I also think his floor would be a Geno Smith. You know, also an athletic dude who was a who was a, a very prolific passer mm-hmm. in college, but. Just obviously, his processing
0: is way better. His like, processing way, is better, way, way better than. Gina's. That's just
1: that's just where because but again sure. there was a that was what Gino was looked to be to come into the league as was going to be a strong pass. Oh,
0: everybody! Well, he came the year like his big season came the year after RG 3s blow up season. Uh-huh. And I remember he had those first two games where he threw like nine touchdowns in two games at the like, Rock the Same, same movement, thing in movement there.
1: in that college football that let's see. That was the 12, yeah, the 2012 season. Mm-hmm. And so this was right after the 2011 season where it was suck for luck. Mm-hmm. And then you go into 13 into 12 and people were man, they were like there was there was I remember reading a, a catchy saying from Gino. Yeah, and it was like you know, be a weeno for Gino or something like that. It was something really <laughs> be a weeno. I don't want to be a Wino. Like, it, was, it was something really bad. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, was a it went away but,
0: pretty quick, though, because he had some, like, as far as college football season goes, because he had some really bad games that year. He did, that and that's why he his, slipped his, to the second round. Stop.
1: There was only one quarterback to go in the first round that year. And and a the guy kid. that had no business going in the first round. Can, Can he remember? I can't. Bills took him. Oh, uh, man.
0: EJ Manuel. EJ yeah, Manuel. That was a historically bad draft class for quarterbacks.
1: You know what's unbelievable general, is, think, is, but actually. think about that for Florida State. They sent three straight quarterbacks to to be first round picks. Christian Ponder, mm-hmm. EJ Manuel, well, and th-
0: then uh, the thing uh, about Manuel was he like he James won Winston. a lot. He won a lot of games at yeah. Florida State. He was one of he was the second quarterback ever to win four bowl games in a row.
1: Here's here's what we're looking so. at with Mac Jones, Christian ponder that's what you could be staring the, down the barrel at man. right now kyle shanahan and john lynch in san francisco you might have just traded two more third or two more first round picks to trade up from 12 to three
0: for to christian go get ponder. christian
1: ponder and again if mac jones shocks us man i will be the first person to apologize but
0: yeah. I, throw that on the ground
1: i don't think i'm gonna have to have, i don't think i'm gonna have to do that no and i don't have to ponder that one too much <laughs> we miss you Ty clearly happens next week hopefully
0: oh return of Ty you
1: lied to
0: me ooh Ooh, ooh, ooh,
1: ooh,
0: (laughs) you had notes I didn't know you could hit there Duncan I didn't either (laughs) Uh, moving on to uh, we'll talk a little bit NBA and then get into Major League Baseball just Um,
1: I didn't have to, you know, rope and tie anybody up. This would tie. <laughs> He's not in yes. here. I clearly failed to tie him. Oh, damn it. Carry yeah. on, sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tie
0: him up next week and then maybe we'll maybe we'll uh, see Archie. We don't know. I was gonna we don't say know say what's you. going on.
1: I was gonna say I have a feeling Archie's gonna have him pretty well tied up.
0: Yeah. Don will have him pretty well tied up too.
1: <laughs> Get him. Ooh.
0: I don't know their kinks.
1: I was going to say, isn't that how they got here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't watch the show. I don't watch, don't this. watch this one. <laughs> God damn <gee>, it. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. It was a really fun last week for the NBA, though. Uh, some really outstanding performances. Um uh, Jason Tatum became the youngest Celtic to score over 50 points.
1: 19 years old, shocking.
0: 19 years Holy and 36 man. months. Man. <laughs> 19 years, 36 months. We baby him. He's he's baby Tatum.
1: He's baby Tatum.
0: And on the actually the exact same night, uh, Zach Levine went for 50, and Trey Young in the same game went for 40 plus. Um, but, man, Curry. Curry went for 53 as well last night. He actually had 48 at the end of the third for context. Like, he could have went for 70 if he wanted. In case
1: anybody forgets, Stephen
0: Curry man. really good. Yeah, but the Warriors are such a weird team without Clay. Like, on any given night, they can blow out a great team uh-huh. or get blown out. Because, like, what was it, two weeks ago, they got beat by, like, 50 points? Mm-hmm. Like, this team's so confusing. He
1: misses his splash brother, man. He does. And if there's any definitive proof... That Draymond Green is not a true number two on a team. It's been the last year and a half. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. Clay Thompson is a legit legitimate number two, Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Like, he is not good at carrying that team. He is Oop. not good at being the secondary hand on that team for Stephen Curry. Oop. He's he needs to be the high energy glue guy, do everything for third or fourth guy. Yeah. Preferably fourth guy, honestly.
0: Yeah, fourth guy offensively like yeah, he can be your best defender obviously he has mm-hmm. been for for that team for a while. But I think a lot of people thought he was one of those cases of like, oh, but if he he accepted his role and he can if you put him on a team and he was like the best player or second best player, he'd score 20 a night. And I'm like, man, that's never been Draymond. Mm-hmm. Like he had yeah, some outstanding performances in college like that at Michigan State, but like it wasn't consistent like he was a great player and everybody accepted that, but it's not like he won anything of substance as the best player like yeah. he, he was just a fantastic blue guy on a on a Michigan State team that usually did decent in the tournament. And yeah, the last year and a half is definitely proven. That that's not his role. I mean, he'll still Never be. Never be that guy. And
1: then we come back to this whole, the criteria on, on Hall Worthiness. Yeah. He'll be a Hall of Famer. And that's something you and I have debated before. Because mm-hmm. I didn't think he was necessarily going to be a Hall of Famer. But you want a couple the career, years? when I look at the cumulative numbers, and when I look at the, the accomplishments, he'll definitely be a Hall of Famer. For sure. Not a first ballot. No. But he'll be the third member of that Warriors team that will be inducted. Yeah. I suppose whether or not you want to count KD... He won two of that, his three
0: two or two, two title two his only titles so far. I suspect he'll probably win at least one with the Nets, but who knows? Um, this year, this year, especially with how, with how injuries have gone
1: and how stacked that team that is. team's ridiculous. Like Griffin looks rejuvenated. Mm. Man, I saw I was watching a game the other night and just ooh, and it was the game the, that Harden was out. It was Durant's first game back, and just oh man. Just a dunk that he Tap. threw down, just blew through the lane and then yeah. threw down. It was like, oh, that is the Blake Griffin that everybody remembers.
0: Yeah, yeah he – yeah. The one the one curious thing is they did get blown out the other night by the uh, Lakers who did not have either of their two star players. And I, I've, I've maintained this season, if the Lakers get healthy, good luck. True. Like, those two guys –
1: who who was sitting
0: out for the Nets? Was it Tyree was not out. Uh, Durant, Cause, I mean, Durant. Durant played.
1: Durant's still working working some of the rust. I think they off. maybe
0: they maybe sat hard in that game, but still like the like and you can say yeah he's getting a little bit of the rust off, but like. His first game back, he was looked fantastic. True, I mean, he, did, he did. Sure, like he's
1: playing limited minutes, but yeah, he did, yeah. Look, he did look great.
0: He's just one of those guys because of his shot; like he can exert very little energy and still put up good numbers. Unreal. Um, but that but that will be interesting out. to watch if if we get to see a Nets Lakers Finals. Yes. That will be one of the most star-studded Finals we've ever oh, seen.
1: Oh my gosh, man! Let's see; you'd have at least. Eight former All Stars, mm-hmm. six alone on the Nets,
0: and that well, s- no, it'd be nine for sure because they have Gasol still. So oh, the
1: Lakers have Gasol. That's right, Mark so Gasol. Nine.
0: And then I feel like there's one other. Oh, Drummond too. So no, that's ten.
1: Ten man, have- ten
0: All Stars in one final. May as
1: well just just, just an All Star game. Just, that's, that's-
0: I mean, the Nets alone are basically an All Star team. Yeah. Like there's four. I looked it up there's four different all-star games that all all five of them made together like they were all in that in the same game yeah. and it could have been six if DeAndre Jordan made more than one all-star game I, I didn't realize he had only made one I thought with the clippers that he yeah. made a couple yeah with Bob City and, yeah uh, he was Which, never
1: and it's insane the to thing too is like it's not like it's it's just like oh they're heavy you know mm-hmm. they've got like Four really good guards that were all stars or something like that. It's like you got a point guard in Kyrie, you got a shooting guard in Harden, you got a small forward in Durant, power forward in Griffin or Aldridge, and a center in Jordan.
0: It's insane. Well, and they've been playing Aldridge at the five. Mm-hmm. Mainly, they they've been Which playing. Makes sense at this point. Kyrie at the two a lot, and Harden, Harden at the one. Harden like
1: is better ball handler. <laughs> yes. like Kyrie's well, handles are better. Handwer, Passer, but yes, yeah, Passer. distributor. Yeah, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a debate that I got into with my roommate. I was like, I get that Kyrie has the best handles, but that doesn't mean he is the best person to handle the ball. Mm-hmm. Like. I know that doesn't seem Most like it should make ball sense.
1: Ball handler, not the best suited ball handler. No, not for that
0: team. Yeah, Harden's the better passer, has better court vision. But which... you look
1: at his success when he was with Cleveland. LeBron was the dominant ball handler. Mm-hmm. So,
0: absolutely mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's those finals. If if we get that, Oof. it's gonna be incredible.
1: Oh man, can it can be, just be like be like we saw March Madness breakout and get definitively the two best teams together. Yeah and also this way it's the NBA, so if one game ends up being a blowout, doesn't matter. You still get at least three more.
0: Right, because I mean even some of the recent good finals that win a few games like there there was a a Golden State uh, Cleveland series that I remember like almost every game was a blowout but it still went like six or seven games yep. it's like, this is tough to watch. Like it sucks like one team just goes cold one night and the other team goes cold the next and yeah, uh, I don't see that happening if those two teams meet. I think it'd just be. I don't a, think so either. I, it'd
1: be. It'd be. They'd burn the house down. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, speaking of the Lakers' route to the finals, one of the best teams in the West lost one of their best players for the entire season in the game against Curry, where he I dropped fifty three.
1: I'm not saying this lightly. I don't. I don't mean. I to love Jamal dead, Murray. Love goodbye Jamal, Jamal Murray and goodbye Denver's playoff hopes.
0: Yep. Uh, a lot of teams have been figuring out especially more athletic teams have been figuring out how to play Jokic, play against Jokic, I should say, and uh, limiting his success already. Uh, losing Murray, who's your flamethrower from the outside at any given point, uh, that's going to be way too too much to handle. Their second-best player is now... Michael Porter Jr.? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, no, uh, Aaron Gordon. is definitely better than Michael Porter Jr., at at this point he's better than him
1: alright but that means your number two offensive threat now is Michael Michael Porter Porter
0: Jr Jr. yeah that's not good not good
1: especially and that that means probably your and now that Gary Harris isn't there probably your primary ball handler is going to be a lot of Michael Porter Jr that sucks
0: (laughs) (laughs) that team like I said
1: and this time I am being kind of a dick
0: (laughs) like realistically do I think that they could challenge the Lakers even at full health if, if both teams are at full health no but they had been playing well enough this season and improved, uh, especially from how they played at the beginning of the season. They were they had a couple weeks in a row where they looked insanely dominant. Yeah. And then that injury comes in a, in a week where they already started to struggle a little bit, kind of hit a wall, and now they have that. So if Jokic wants to win MVP, he's going to probably put up the
1: numbers to do it. Yeah, he's going to be able to win MVP, but yeah, it's it's – that's gonna be a fun Sad. thing to put on your on your mantle, but you're gonna look back at a season that you were right in prime, that you lost your running mate, yep. and ultimately a, a lost season. And mm-hmm. maybe not so much when you look at a couple of the do, like the dominant super teams like Brooklyn and Los Angeles, but still, that's it's tough. It's gonna to be something that's gonna be a bittersweet stuff.
0: They're easily one of my favorite teams in the West to watch. Just the way that they're more of like an old school <clears throat> game, or like Jokic uh, center is kind of their best passer he's just out of the so post. Much fun. He's and he's he's not in the best shape, but if he was, he would be the best player it, it, in the world. It
1: blows my mind sometimes watching some of those highlights where it's like the ball is in his hand for maybe a quarter second and mm-hmm. it's like, did it? Like just gone. Nope. Like, so impressive. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the West, this is something and I probably I should know the answer. Utah's still in first place, aren't they? Yes. My God.
0: They're Who the, would have
1: thought after how the pandemic started, that you would be looking as we're now a little over a year into the pandemic and we're nearing the playoffs of the next season, that the jazz of all teams would be looking at the number one seed in the Western Conference.
0: That's unreal, man. And they don't get a whole lot of respect, and I get it. Like, they're always a team who a little bit underperforms even when they're like a four seed. They lose to the fives, and it's just – I, I understand it. Like, Donovan Mitchell and that cast has to prove that they can beat the good teams like L.A. Like, like I don't know. like Conley's the,
1: still – still Yeah,
0: Conley's playing really well finally. And that's uh, that
1: excites me a lot too because I remember Conley was kind of the key for – along with Gasol for mm-hmm. some of those, those uh, Grizzlies teams Spurs, that man. really made a run in yeah. Western Conference playoffs. I mean, I remember – when the Grizzlies had a great series with the Durant-Westbrook Thunder one day mm-hmm. and took them to game seven, and it was a superb series. Yeah. And it kind of, this could be Conley's chance to do that, except he has that real strong fellow ball handler and scorer in Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. And then he does have that dominant center a la Marc Gasol in Rudy Gobert.
0: Yeah, not as wants to be. not as dominant on the offensive end. He's a borderline no, unplayable no. in certain He's situations. You
1: just got to hope you get him open looks where you can just throw down a dunk. Yeah,
0: you, you got to hope that another team doesn't get hot while playing small ball or else he can't be on the floor. Yeah. Uh, but I like a lot of a lot of that team's uh, pieces. They just, I feel like they still are dying to have that second, like, superstar caliber player. And I think Mitchell's going to reach that The superstar level very, very soon. Yeah, but like, but like a seven foot four center who can't play in the modern offense. Like, that's a superstar who wins like Defensive Player of the Year. That's not really a superstar.
1: I think if they had, like, yeah, if they had that second superstar, like Conley as their number three, would be perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Conley is, and maybe even in his prime, could have been the two. Yeah, like the second guy to really carry them. Into deep into the playoffs, but uh, yeah, at this point, I mean, he is has got to be 33, 34 years old now. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: he was on the Odin teams yeah, at Ohio, yeah. yeah,
1: with Durant, yeah, and he was he was a one and done like Durant, but he was also Durant was also extremely young, in yeah. That one. I think Durant's even 32, so
0: yeah, uh. But Still had
1: a better career than Greg Oden did, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Who would have it was that be the one playing a decade and a half later? Yeah,
0: I mean, when you look like you're 50 coming in the league, a lot of your your joints probably are gonna not be great. Yeah. Um, but the speaking of the playoffs and the playoff format, uh, they started the play-in tournament. It's not, re- it's not really a tournament. It's like you're basically fighting for seating, and the team if a team falls within like four games. If you're a nine-seed that falls within four games of the eight-seed, mm-hmm. if I remember right, then you get to a play in-game, basically, for the eight-seed. Um, and Luka Doncic, one of the big young stars in the league, on a seven-seed Mavs team who is a little bit underperforming where people thought they would be this season, uh, said that he doesn't agree with changing the format, and especially in a year like this, where they're playing a lot of games at the end of the year and player teams are going to be banged up probably more than years past going into the playoffs, uh, that adding the play-in game, an extra game for a team just doesn't make sense if they earned that seed. And while I enjoyed the play-in game last season, it was fantastic, uh, I have to agree with him. I, I don't think that this year with – how they structured and how they kind of screwed up uh, their offseason that it makes sense to do it this year.
1: Yeah.
0: It made sense with the 4-month layoff and putting teams in a bubble. You're giving a team that traveled there to try to fight for the playoffs
1: one last shot. Look at what the Suns did and how close they got to making the playoffs. They went 8 and 0. Oh,
0: and actually they weren't even the they weren't even the team that got to be in the play-in game. It was uh shoot. Um I don't even remember now portland portland played la in the second round Never. i thought
1: but yeah I, I remember it was that was what was impressive was was phoenix kind of came out of nowhere and almost made it but mm-hmm. ultimately fell short but yeah i i agree this season just isn't it, you know it hasn't been a full season but you've had enough time and it's not like these guys have had a layoff where they need to Try to knock some rust off or anything it For just sure. it doesn't make sense to do it no i mean if you like i know that the nba is trying to toy with these different ideas you know mm-hmm. they've talked about doing a tournament in december right around the holidays and i i just mm. sometimes i say why 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 mess with something when it's when there's words yeah don't fix yeah. it when it ain't broke
0: and then and if anything like you'd think wouldn't a tournament I'd just add more games if it's in the middle of the season so if you're playing, like, player safety and you want to prevent stuff like that, why would you have teams play more games in a smaller amount of time? Yeah. It's just stupid. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, with that said, uh, the injury concerns for this season, like we're, I have mentioned to you before the show, they average – it's kind of weird because I feel like there's some outlier years where it's way higher. But apparently, the NBA averages right around four ACL tears a season, and we still have, I think, a good 20, 25 games left at least per team. And they're at five ACL tears this year with Murray's uh, last night. And the set, schedule only gets more compact at the end of the season. It's, it's just sad. Like we criticized, like the NBA doesn't really know what they're doing as far as like when they're going to start the season. And then they rushed it, started it what six weeks after the bubble. Yep. And now they're having star players left and right really fall. I mean, we'd have LeBron James get injured, not season-ending, but still like Missing James and AD. A lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe your a rookie of, of the year, probably Lamelo Ball. Yep, out for the season. The, rest of the year. And now Murray, the second-best player on one of the best Western Conference teams.
1: On a legit Is, threat, yeah.
0: Because yeah. that scored 50 points in a couple games last playoffs. You're losing,
1: yeah, you're losing some real star power. Mm-hmm. And you already knew that you were going to have players sit out during games, and that For was something sure. else. Of course, fans and some other people were gonna comp- were complaining about mm-hmm. as they had in the past. And it made more sense than ever this season. But, yeah, and you're seeing why these guys wanted to sit out. It's because mm-hmm. they needed to spare their bodies. They needed to mm-hmm. give their bodies opportunities to recover and rehabilitate from just the grind. Yep. And, yeah, it's it's an increased amount of grind in a, in a lessened amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it just – it's really frustrating because, again, it's like how many times that – so many of these conversations we end up circling back to the same point is it's just it's owners, rich dudes, want more money. Yep and it's
0: they didn't want to give up more than 10 games because i think it's yeah it's 72 games this season
1: which would be better if you shorten the schedule to like 72 games as it is anyway mm-hmm. i mean i know there's been talks of shortening it from an 82 games 82 game season 72 68 something like that like there's numbers that would make sense and mm-hmm. instead you're you're gonna give them two less months to play and only 10 fewer games like it's it's simply absurd and
0: yeah, after only some. Well, if you went deep into the bubble, for only six weeks off, or mm-hmm. at most, if you were in the bubble, you had like what twelve weeks off? Yeah, at most.
1: You almost wonder if you know. Yes, I'm sure LeBron has an injury, but you almost wonder if he's just taking a sweet time. I would. Like, Why do I need to rush back? Yeah, we're gonna get a top seed. We're gonna smoke through some people in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, I might as well just rest.
0: His teams have always been smart about that, though. Like, you saw him multiple times not prioritize regular season games and drop a seat or two below the Atlantas and uh, Indianas of the world and still go into the playoffs and smoke their team, those teams. like
1: Greg Popovich, you trend-setting son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. That
0: was- the Spurs did it first.
1: Brilliant. Yep.
0: Um, but, yeah, the <clears> – <throat> It's been fun to see, like, a lot of the uh, historical performances because there's actually been quite a few lately. Uh, But let's get into some baseball.
1: Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Mm -hmm. Hey, baby. We got baseball. Uh, Yeah, this has been – I mean, we're almost two weeks now. By the time this comes out tomorrow, we're going to be just a day shy of two weeks into this brand-new spanking season. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Royals have had – Way too many off days. They have actually played the, I believe, the second fewest games so far. Wow. Almost every team has played either like 10 or 11 games. No, I take that back. Looks like. Oh, I think the Mets had some issues, so they play. They might have played fewer. But yeah, the Royals are four and four. Like the only team that I can think of that definitively have played fewer games than they have has been. uh, Where was it? I can't remember. There was somebody. Thank you, Washington. But Washington has had some COVID concerns. Mm-hmm. they play. They play fewer games. The Royals, on the other hand, they only had the one rain out on, mm-hmm. on Chicago this last uh, Saturday. But this is the consequence of when you play three, your, your first three series of the season are all opening series for the home team. The Royals, obviously, opening day. But... With opening days being set up where you have a built in off day afterwards just in case it gets rained out, so you can do it the next day instead. The Royals have had a lot of off days already, so they've only played eight games so far. They're four and four. Not bad. I've talked about a lot of them on tapped in, so that's some good, some bad. It's the Royals, it's to be expected. Some guys are hitting, Witt's hitting. Shocker. (laughs) Witt Merrifield hitting the ball. (laughs) Only one of them. Pretty good. He's pretty good. I think it's safe to say right now he's one of the best, probably 25 players in the game at this point, which is kind of crazy to think. But there are definitely other team. There's 30 teams. There's definitely other teams that don't have a player as good as Whitmerfield. So I honestly, that's feels safe to say he's definitely one of the top 25 yeah. players in the game. Uh, not pitchers, just position players purely, but because uh, pitch <laughs> pitching's just a whole other thing. Um. Some surprises. the the central AL Central is pretty tight. Uh, it's literally you've got two teams at five and four, team at five and five, a team at four and four, and then the Tigers are four and six. <laughs> you, time. Just, Sorry, time. Just messed. Suck. They don't have the worst record in baseball. That would uh, you've got the Rangers are three and seven, Pittsburgh's three and seven, and Colorado is three and seven. Washington's yeah. technically two and five, but they haven't played as many. Yeah. Other teams, but some not surprising things: the Dodgers and the and the Padres are at the top of the NL West. Figure, and also both have the two best records in baseball at eight and two, and not sure. eight and two and eight and three. I mean, that was kind of looked at. The Dodgers are a super team. I mean, you already had a bull or a, a rotation that had uh, uh, Walker, Buer and Clayton Kershaw, and then you go and add Trevor Bauer to it. Just the defending AL Cy Young winner. Just that. No big deal. No big deal. They brought Justin Turner back. You've still got Corey Seager. You've still got Mookie Betts. You've still got Cody Bellinger. I guess they're okay. That's a solid core. I mean, they finally broke through and won their World Series last (laughs) year, and they they are far and away the best team in baseball. But Mm -hmm. if there is a team that's within their stratosphere, it would be their division mates, the San Diego Padres, which Eric Hosmer, of all people, is off to a hot start. Hosmer. Hot damn, Eric Hosmer. Yeah. A lot of ladies here in Kansas City were definitely quite fond of him.
0: A lot of dudes got that haircut. A lot of dudes did too. get that
1: haircut, man. Hey, you know what? <clears throat> Those Royals were fun, baby. That's that's what speed do. <laughs> Draw Dyson back in Kansas City, by the way.
0: There you go.
1: Um, yeah, so nothing much surprising there. In uh, the El Central, Cincinnati is actually in first place. Moose. 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 Moose, taco, moose Moose Tacos, damn it. Uh, moose Tacos. Mike Moustakis, the, and old the fiery moose tacos. Cincinnati Reds. I loved so much when they got. Uh, it was one of the first games of the season when they got into it with St. Louis. And it was when Ka- Nick Cassianos for the Reds uh, slid home and was safe. And he took. It was the pitcher for the Cardinals. I can't remember who the pitcher was. But he came in and he, he, he beamed him to put him on first base in the, in, to begin with. And then when he got to third and he scored and the pitcher came in, it was a wild pitch. And so the pitcher was covering home plate and the pitcher, as he caught the ball, got a knee right into the side of Castellanos. And Castellanos was safe and he stands up and he flexes right there. And, of course, the Cardinals, because they are the moral upholders of all that is sacred in the game of baseball. Yeah. That's what they do in St. Louis. That's true. And that meant that Yachty Molina had to be like, hey, hey, fella, fella. I'm sure he said something in in Spanish that was probably not...
0: uh, Probably not fella.
1: Not (laughs) fella, yeah. But got his attention and started barking at him, and that was one of the gifts that came out of it, was Cassianos with his hands behind his back, just kind of taking his tongue lashing from, from Yadi Molina, but the way I looked at it, I was like, "What? who the hell are you, Cardinals? Why do you need to be the ones to, hey, this is how you play the game?
0: So they're above that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, they don't do that in St. Louis. I mean, I remember... They just- once upon a time...
0: Are they, didn't they get in, like, some, like, hacking sh- shit a few years ago? Didn't they get in trouble for that? They're not...
1: No, God for forgave them for that, because... Oh, yeah. They, so are, God's the, team. they are the holier-than-thou St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals. I mean, this is this is a team that, or a fan base that literally, a few years ago, when Bush Stadium... Because it's been a thing in baseball to mm-hmm. to do this trend, is Star Wars Days. Yep. And there was literally a movement on, on Twitter... And other uh, avenues of social media of, oh, no, 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 we don't, this is St. Louis, we're above things like that. That's like an American <laughs> League thing to do. yeah And one of the quotes that I read, or one of, one of the tweets that I read, and I quoted this, and I still, I was beside myself when I read it, but they said, yeah, we don't do things like that at the, you don't need to, uh, um, you don't need to, not taint, that wasn't the right word, but. Uh, desecrate one of the no it wasn't even one of these. It said you don't desecrate the crown jewel of baseball. Or no 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 it's the crown jewel of sports. Jesus. You're calling Bush Stadium the crown jewel of sports? God. I mean like I complain about KU fans. But Cardinals does. fans. Like I'm still one of my favorite things about any to make fun of any sports fans that there are more shoulder and elbow injuries in St. Louis than anywhere else in the country because they <laughs> spend so much time
0: patting their own backs.
1: So, but that's uh, having said all that, St. Louis is five and five in that. Uh, Cincinnati is seven and three. Low Kane and the Milwaukee Brewers are six and four. After opting out last season, he did decide to come back this year. And uh, in, in LS, Phillies in first place, six and three. Bryce Harper is probably still being a douche. Uh, mm. I haven't paid that he much. He actually.
0: He actually had a really cool moment. Okay. Where did you see the thing? The there was a fan telling him like Okuna. He, he was saying Okuna is better than you, and Bryce Harper was like Okuna, like trying oh, to tell, trying, trying to, to, to show him me. how to no, say his Acuna. own Okuna. Yeah. Uh, and That's like awesome. the fans right. like, yeah, he's still better than. Like he couldn't, he didn't let up enough to like realize like Harper was trolling him worse than he was trolling him. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really funny. I mean, but yes, you know, overall, he is a I've douche. I've never,
1: I've never cared for Harper, but that's pretty awesome. It, I mean, it was uh, funny, it's, and I mainly don't care for Harper, and it's nothing really necessarily to do with him per se. It's just how many people anointed him up there in the. People same thought he was. Yes,
0: that's what I was about to say. Which, people thought that he was. It's a very much a case of this. Guy, Mike Trout is what you think Bryce Harper is, and. Which brings me to something I actually want to bring up about baseball. Okay. I know I'm not, I'm not a huge baseball guy, but another online discourse that's been that pops up every once in a while is like how Mike Trout is like the best player ever that isn't marketed at all the way he should be. like he's not a household name. No, most people like I always say it's the mom test. My mom's not a huge sports fan, but I know someone's really made it if she knows who they are. Mm-hmm. So you you go up the eye and you ask your mom, Mom, do you know who Mike Trout is? There's no way my mom knows who Mike Trout is. Okay. And he's one of the best players of all time.
1: And it's funny you mentioned that too. And it's – I've read things – and I don't know if this is true, but I've read some rumors that came out of the Angels organization is essentially they were like, well, I mean, you try to push Mike Trout or something like that. It's like – Mainly, the point being if that the guy
0: doesn't have the personality. There's that's not an excuse to not market I him.
1: I completely agree, that's, but essentially, it's just like he's too clean. He's too. He's just too like. What? Mike Trout is a throwback to a different era of sports, and I like personally, I love it. I mean, he's just a guy. He just wants to go play ball. You just, know, and how many videos have you seen? If you want to market him, look at how many damn videos are out there of him playing catch with kids before. Before games, when he's warming up in the outfield, but you
0: don't even see that that much. Like, you, like and yet he does it all the time. Right. Like, it sucks that also he's on like the third best team in his immediate market. Like San Diego and the Dodgers the are better. Like within the thirty minutes,
1: Angeles of Angels of <laughs> Anaheim. Like,
0: it just sucks. Like you have this player who numbers wise is gonna be one of the best players to ever play the game and you have him on the angels and in a league that doesn't know how to market its stars mm-hmm. at all and I mean,
1: yeah he does the subway commercials and you know he's got some other who eats at that
0: subway anymore. anymore I mean
1: every now and again
0: but, every now and again
1: uh, I mean they're com- they're still pumping the hell out of their commercials though and they are mm-hmm. they do have the most from what I understand I haven't seen the numbers but for I've heard that they now have surpassed McDonald's for having the most franchises worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Fuck wow. that. Freaking Subway? <laughs> Subway thought that. Subway thought that. Yeah, they got rid of Jared and <laughs> blow well up. Thank God they got rid of Jared. Rid of Jared. <laughs> Jared, Jared Fogle. <laughs> just... What is in Deadpool is just like, hey, Jared, <laughs> I'll take the foot long. Fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, thank you, Ryan Reynolds. Bull. You are a North American treasure. Yes, he is. Uh, but no, it was. Yeah, I, I love Mike Trout so much, mm-hmm. and it's, it's been, it, it has been, and continues to be an absolute privilege to get to watch a player of that magnitude. And again, I consider myself kind of a throwback fan in that regard. I love the guy who just goes and plays. Like, mm-hmm. he's not out there talking trash. He's not out showboating. He just goes and does it, and he does it better than anybody else can. Yeah and the fact is he's not in 30 yet too that's insane i mean he's still he's still got a ways to go you think it's been next year will have been a decade since he went to his first all-star game wow in kansas city um which that's that's something i'll 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 get to it another time on Tap Ten. is you know you could have had the all-star game in kansas city this year you had the option but you know whatever anywho uh no trout's fantastic and it's uh it's been a hell of a catch for baseball
0: God damn it, Duncan. Duncan just had to get one more uh, little <laughs> ah! little quirk in tie Corp type. I don't know.
1: I've had that one sitting there on the line for a while. I don't feel as good about that yeah, one. Yeah, I don't I mean, feel as good either. That was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, keep apologizing. Uh, then I'll finish up with baseball. Uh, surprisingly, the Boston Red Sox are in first place in the AL, in the AL East. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the defending AL champion, Tampa Bay Rays. You had – the Yankees, who everybody thought last year would be the team to face the Dodgers in the World Series. And coming into this year was a lot of people's pick to either face the Dodgers or maybe even win the whole damn thing. And they're sitting at 5-5, five and five, nothing wrong, both them and the Rays are. But Boston's at 6-3, and three, and they were definitely a team of people were, okay, well, they're in rebuilding mode. Mm-hmm. You don't have Chris Sale back yet. You've had some guys coming off bad years. They basically just gave away – Andrew Benintendi to the Royals, but you no, know, they've they're not messing around, and they've actually JD. Excuse me, one of the guys who struggled last year, JD Martinez, seems to be coming back this year. He he's tied with four or three other players uh, for the league lead in in home runs at five, and he also leads uh, all of baseball with sixteen RBIs. Right. And yeah, and the, I will admit it's early, and so being in the, the league lead for home runs at this point isn't exactly anything to. Yeah really be proud of. I mean, the three names that he shares it with are Tyler Naquin. Who? Ryan McMahon.
0: Don't know who that is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hear McMahon right now and I think of uh, WrestleMania, and that's, you know...
0: Vincent Kennedy McMahon!
1: (laughs) Let's throw Shane out there. Just, Shane, you're gonna go jump off shit again. (laughs) Got it, Dad. How Uh, hasn't he died yet? (laughs) But, um... And then Byron Buxton, who that one it should not be surprising it is surprising but given that he was a former top 10 prospect for the twins and maybe he's actually finally fulfilling his uh his promise he's already a gold glove level defender at center field for the twins but maybe he's finally turning things around at the at the plate and then you've got nine batters that are still batting over 400. that's something i always like to keep track of is how long into the season uh batters stay over 400 who stays hot only one guy still batting 500 or higher, and he's batting right at 500. A 28-year-old catcher, rookie, for the White Sox, hmm. Yurman Mercedes. <laughs> I'm not making any jokes. That's his name. Like that's, no. This isn't me getting ready to make a car joke or driving smoothly joke or anything like that. But I'm sure you can already tell what's percolating yeah. in my head.
0: Sounds like a small-town I can't talk. Card Come on
1: division. down to Yermin Mercedes if you want to drive in style. <laughs> oh uh, but He's batting 500, and you've got nine, which he started the season eight for eight, too. I remember there was. Wow. Uh, yeah, he started in the two games, five for five in one and three for three in the other. Jesus. It's uh, absurd. But, and is... then you got nine batters batting over 400, which, given that it's April 13th, Means that you'll probably maybe not even to the end of the month will you have somebody batting over four hundred. So probably Ted Williams' record is probably safe. I mean, it's a eighty year old record at this point. It's probably not going anywhere. George Brett gave it uh, quite the run in nineteen eighty, and that's that's a fun story in itself. I listened to it, heard it recently during a Royals delay, and George was talking about it uh, from a previous delay uh, a, se- a delay during a previous season. And how much pressure actually goes into something like that. And it was funny And the story that George told was he he was like, I rarely, he's like, once you get to the off season, he's like, I was injured down the stretch. And so I just didn't get enough hits. And people were like, yeah, if you would have gotten five hits on your last day. And he's like, yeah, how many games could you say that about, if I got five hits on this given day? Yeah, I would have done a lot of things. But uh, (laughs) the thing he said is, and his dad was known as, you know, a big baseball guy and he he, he said, I rarely went home for Thanksgiving. He's like, but that year in particular, I actually did go home for Thanksgiving. And as soon as I walk in the door, first thing my dad says, you couldn't have gotten five more hits. <laughs> <His> damn <laughs> so, five hits been on damn him damn five hits were the difference between him batting 500 and batting 390. So Or 400. But, yeah, Ted Williams is probably safe for another year. But, yeah, that's uh, where we're so at. Baseball. don't
0: put all my money on – Jürgen, 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 Mercedes. Yeah, he's not to Uerman, break that. He's Jürgen. He's, he's not, not my, man. he's not my man.
1: Uh, and so, yeah, you, Mercedes, your uh, man's Mercedes, your old rookie catcher for the Chicago douchebag. I mean, the Chicago White Sox. Wow, no, I called them bastards on the air. Bastards. The other day. Not rap Bastards. <laughs> because that's got brian to, kelly
0: just a little bit south of there
1: just brian yeah they're just they're not quite rat but, oh yeah that's true it's pretty close to the north south bend's not too far away from chicago and so yeah not not rat bastards just a little
0: south in a bend
1: they are bastards i mean because i even mentioned i was like they were even the bad guys in a movie yeah and i can't remember what movie that was now
0: i was actually waiting for you to tell me that during the podcast yeah. That when I was watching
1: it, I, you, never, I, you never said it. I was like, well, and it's because I, I think back to, to sports movies. And I know I mentioned to you guys not long ago, little big league. Cause mm-hmm. I watched the end of it. I think last week or the week before I watched the end of it the other day. Cause sometimes MLB network is just like, Hey, we're going to show, we're going to throw on these uh, kids baseball movies, like rookie of the year mm-hmm. and if rookie of the year is on. I'm watching it. I freaking mm-hmm. love rookie of the year. Uh, but it was, I know the white Sox weren't the villains in that. I can't remember who they even played in that one and i mean it would have been a national league team but in the in little big league it was the twins and they faced the mariners because it was awesome because griffey was early in his prime and that was when he was still the kid and he crushes a go-ahead home run and he like in the trick play in that movie he's actually he's on first base and when the pitcher throws to keep him on the back he even looks at the first baseman he's like I'm going to steal the next three bases now just because he did that. He was like, okay, Griffey's cocky. And, then of course, they do a, a hidden ball trick and get him out because it's a kid's movie, and that's what you do. It works in those movies. You come up with little league things to trick major league <laughs> players. Um, but, it was, yeah, it was the Mariners because then they had to face off against Randy Johnson, and I almost peed my pants just watching that scene of Randy Johnson, all six foot ten of them on the mound. I can just imagine it. And that was when he had the long hair, just the goatee. And he, he still was younger, and just...
0: It was, was, it was, was an absolute he, unit.
1: It was also when he still had control issues. So, you didn't know at that 100 mile an hour <laughs> fastball was going to come right up and hit you in the dinger.
0: Or just kill a bird. <sighs> oh, that bird God. exploded, dude. It just... You didn't see anything
1: else. Like, <laughs> you didn't see a body. You didn't no. see a corpse. You just saw... No. Oh, just here You just disintegrated a bird. Poof. <sighs> <sighs> Gone. Feathers. Nothing else. Yeah, and PETA comes after him because he intentionally did that. Clearly. Yeah, because we've seen it happen so many other times that pitchers aim for birds.
0: I think that, like, the only other thing in sports where I've seen someone hit a bird, I think Tiger hit one with a ball once.
1: It did happen one other time in baseball. Or,
0: no, his crazy thing with a bird was the shadow of a bird was going in front of him right when he was about to swing and he stopped just short of the ball before he hit it and people were like I don't think people realize how hard that is to do when you're (laughs) hitting as hard as Tiger Woods hits a fucking ball
1: yeah well and it did happen another time in baseball and it was Dave Winfield up in Canada when he was playing I I don't remember who he was with he might have been with the Yankees but they were playing in Toronto and he threw a ball from the outfield into the infield and he hit a bird with it and he got arrested because it was in Canada. What? And so they, because Jeez. you can't, you can't that's, that was cruel. That was animal cruelty. Oh. They came in arrest. He got arrested for it. And of course it got taken care of. But that was another one. PETA came after him too. And it's like, what, how, how can you even think that this is a thing? Oh. like that, unbel- it's, <laughs> how many times do we talk about stupid, ridiculous people? I mean, yeah. I'm all for protecting animals, but there's things that just go a little too over. Yeah. over the top for sure. Not to mention things like bacon are just delicious. It's true. So, and chicken and turkey. Uh it was Major League. Jack Parkman played for the for the I was White actually Dogs. gonna
0: mention that. I was like was it Major League maybe? It was
1: Major League, yeah, because yeah. It, yeah, it was the the former guy Jack Parkman who was the douchebag early in the movie. God, what a movie.
0: Major League, man. Yeah, such a good movie.
1: Nice catch, Hayes. Don't fucking do it again. <laughs> We had to get an F bomb in here.
0: I, I I think I've dropped a couple.
1: Have you? I, I hadn't yet, so I had to drop an F bomb, and I caught myself on an episode of Tapped in the Other. I was like, I'm not gonna do it today. I'm not gonna do it. But oh, this is i how noble of you. On tailgate, and so you know, I, yeah, I, I got tailgating with your friends. I you gotta to do it.
0: Drop some bombs.
1: You gonna come? You know, you you to you want to come back and manage the Cleveland Indians? Oh, I don't know. I got a guy about some white walls on the other line. I'll get back to you. <laughs> We'll love uh, that movie. That's a good one. Well, that's guess all we there's got. only one thing left to do. Win the whole fucking, fucking
0: thing. thing. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Uh, that's all I have for today.
1: I mean, I think I kinda need to go out on that by quoting yeah. the phenomenal Jake Taylor. Even in my last college football the college football game that I have when I created a quarterback, I named him Jake Taylor, <laughs> even though it was a football game. Because I was like, Jake Taylor's a fucking badass, man. Hell
0: yeah! Uh, that said, one last shout out to Ty and Dawn and the birth of their son, uh, Archie today. Your uncles are very proud of you, Ty. Uh, that's an inside You're- joke because <laughs> we have beards, beautiful beards.
1: Yeah. And
0: Ty's been growing his beard out since 1989, eight.
1: So he says, man. I wouldn't be shocked. Like he's got that baby face, but he might be like sixty and just lying to us. That's he possible, might have been throwing that thing out since like nineteen sixty-nine or something. <laughs> yeah, okay, know. Gronk. I know, <laughs> Jesus. I, I know what I did there. All right. No, but seriously, Ty. Love you. Love you, Don. Like we are so thrilled for you two. And uh, there's not many, uh, many moment, not many scenarios in which we would rather Ty not be here. But he's got much bigger, more. So happy place, he's dude, not man.
0: here right so. now.
1: <laughs> Thrill. So happy. So
0: happy that you are not in this fucking building.
1: Archie, you're gonna have so much fun. (laughs) You are.
0: No idea what you're getting yourself into, kid.
1: Good luck. Love you guys.
0: (laughs) We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.